0: podcast they share a border and the Nile River but as Sudan is embroiled in a bloody war Ethiopia is concerned about the security situation what are the risks of a spillover and can Ethiopia play the role of a mediator as it's done in recent years I'm Imran Khan and you're listening to the inside story podcast where we dissect analyze and help define major global stories Let's bring in our guests here in Doha, Aisha El-Basri, researcher at the Arab Centre for Research and Policy Studies. Uh, she's also the former spokesperson for the African Union. In Virginia, Itana Dinka, assistant professor at the James Madison University. He focuses on the political history of Ethiopia and Africa. A warm welcome to each of you. I'd like to begin in Doha first uh, with Aisha El-Basri. Aisha, this is going to put Ethiopia in a very difficult position. It wasn't that long ago, in March, in Doha, that there was some optimism that there was going to be movement on the issues between the two countries, between Ethiopia and Sudan, particularly when it came to the border disputes, but now that's gone out the window. So where does Ethiopia land on this? Uh, does it have a favoured person that it, fa- that it wants in this war? Or is it remaining neutral? What's going on?
1: Well, uh... To, to answer the question, we have to put the uh, t- the situation in, in, in a context, in in the international context, but also in the regional context. Starting with the international context, the war, um, the ongoing war between uh, the the, the uh, Sudan Armed Forces and the Rapid uh, Support Forces, um, has uh, has been. Basically managed by by the U.S. the the crisis uh, is being uh, hardly uh, managed by the the Washington which is trying to uh, pull the the, uh, the the parties to the conflict to back to the negotiation table. So far, there, there are some good signs uh, because the Washington insists that is going to uh, to compete with uh, with China and and Russia. And that Sudan is a geostrategic a point that it cannot afford to lose, and it has many other interests, economic, but also linked to the war on Ukraine and the uh, the the, um, the Wagner factor in, in in Sudan. So, for all these reasons, Washington is committed. To um, finding uh, a way of going back not only to, uh, to, to the negotiation table, but going back to the political framework uh, agreement that has been adopted by most of the parties. So this puts it in, in, a, in a situation where Ethiopia, which is a, a pro-U.S. government, has to take into consideration this um, this leadership. Uh, the second factor is the regional context, and the regional context, let's say, is favourable to settling the not only the, the, the situation in Sudan, but also helping the relationship between Ethiopia and Sudan uh, uh, to, uh, to 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 remain to remain on track on a peaceful track. Um, if you you have. Of course, you have noticed that um, the the regional context has been marked by a tendency to go to um, negotiate the, 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 the problems and, and uh, uh, settle the disputes, whether it's in Libya or in Chad or even in, in uh, the Central African Republic. The situation on that border has come down. And Washington and his allies, um, you know, they're committed to keep that, 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 that calm, that uh that political settl- settlement right. ongoing the on, on the other side you have also the situation with um with, with other countries especially with uh Egypt and, and, the, and, and, and Ethiopia. Here we have an issue. We have lands and borders that haven't been demarcated. But with Ethiopia, I think the situation between Ethiopia right. and Sudan have advanced, has advanced uh, quite well and they have reached a settlement uh, that has been uh, confirmed by the visit of, uh, of Abiy Ahmed to, to Khartoum in January of this year.
0: Uh, let's bring in Etana Dinka here. Uh, Abiy Ahmed has actually, as our guest just said, uh, been in Khartoum. Things were going very well. And then we're in the situation that we're in right now. Where does Ethiopia... I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked Aisha. Where does Ethiopia land on this? Does it have a dog in the fight? Um... The position where Ethiopia is located
2: regarding the, the ongoing conflict in Sudan depends on its uh, domestic issues and some uh, regional issues. Uh, one important issue uh, that brings um, Sudan and Ethiopia together is this uh, uh, land—very uh, fertile agricultural land—disputed for decades between the two countries, Al-Fashaga, uh, which Uh, During the Tigray War, uh, the Ethiopian Prime Minister uh, invited uh, General Al-Burhan to Addis Ababa. Uh, the details of their discussion was not clear from what appeared then. But later, in relation uh, to the, the public news that appeared um, weeks after al burhans visit to Addis Aba, al burhan replied uh, to those news uh, in public that uh, Abiy Ahmed, the prime minister of Ethiopia, asked him to take over al-Fashaga. That might have happened because by then the prime minister wanted to encircle Tigray on all all sites Including on the side of um, on the side of Sudan, but now with the uh, um, war in Tigray coming to the conclusion, people may think the war and conflict in Ethiopia is over, and and the problem is now only in Sudan. But that is not the case. Uh, there is a changing dynamic within Ethiopia, which um, makes the relation between the two countries complex in relation to this particular issue. Um, Of of Al Fashag. Recently, Addis Ababa moved to integrate regional forces into the National Army, which did not go well in the northern Amara region. A good half of the soldiers in the Amara region integrated into the National Army, but a large number uh, of soldiers uh, reportedly turned rebels. And now operating in the border uh, between Ethiopia and Sudan and in, in, in many parts of the Amhara region. Just a few days ago, a senior political uh, leader in the Amhara region uh, was gunned down um, by these uh, rebels. So uh, everything is not under control of Addis Ababa right now because oh. Addis Ababa is in a, in a fight with regional forces regarding this uh, territorial issue. Uh, but I don't Believe Addis Ababa wants a fight um, with Sudan on this issue, although it wants to um, uh, possibly retake um, uh, uh, the Afarshaga agricultural land.
0: But Aisha, that accelerates the war. If uh, they take over Shaka, if they seize this opportunity that now Sudan is in chaos and Ethiopia moves into into that area, it kisses goodbye to any Ethiopian mediation, and it will prompt a prolonging of this war is there a danger of that actually happening do you think
1: well uh, unfortunately uh, there is always a potential f- of of for uh, some some incidents to uh, to uh, to go uh, over control out of control uh, it, it, this is a possibility that one cannot rule out but what counts here is that uh, the central government the uh, abi ahmed seems committed to uh, helping sudan uh, move forward uh, from this this war. It has us actually a vested interest in, in helping Sudan to to sort out the the conflict, and instead of adding to 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 uh, to the situation another conflict, um, because as you as you said and, and as you said po- pointed out, the uh, agreement that the, has been reached between the the the, the government the uh, Ethiopian government and the Tigray Liberation Front uh, seems um, seems go quite well. So, uh, Abiyya has every interest in in keeping that that peaceful environment going on and and going back to normal. He's trying his best to control these uh, factions on the border um, and other factions. And that's what counts right now. What Mm. counts is the the position of Abiy Ahmed. Abiy Ahmed has made uh, clear signals and he made clear statements to Sudan that he's not only willing to, uh, to, to, uh, to help, but uh, he's pushing for an African uh, solution to African problems. He, he's offered his mediation. And that is a sign that he's, so far, he's in control. This said, the uh, situation can deteriorate if some groups decide to, uh, to sabotage the, the, the situation.
0: Uh, turn we're talking about mediation now, right? We're talking about the fact that Ethiopia could be a key player, perhaps much more than Washington, perhaps much more than the UAE, perhaps much more than any of the other partners. It shares a culture, it shares a border, it shares the, the, the Nile River. So it could be, and it has been in the past, but it also feels like that there's Ethiopia doesn't really have any leverage right now. And... When you're negotiating with two parties, that's the key thing that you need. Does it have any leverage? Um, Ethiopia may have uh,
2: some leverage in this regard, but at the same time, it's not um, uh, good uh, to forget Eritrea, another important player in in the region. I'll come back to that. Uh, But... Um, again, I will return to a regional issue that confronted Ethiopia and Sudan over the past two years during the Tigray War. The hope of Addis Abba, particularly the, the, the government of Abiy Ahmed during the Tigray War, uh, was that uh, by um, handing over Al-Fashaga to uh, Sudan, it would be in control of everything in relation to Tigray, particularly to um, make uh, Tigray encircled and sealed on on the Western uh, side. Um, that would even make refugees not uh, cross the border into the Sudan. That did not happen, as we know all. Uh, thousands of refugees uh, made it to uh, Sudan, and Addis Abba complained multiple times, although uh, not formally, um, through multiple uh, media, that Sudan might have been helping the TPLF during during the war, and now. Uh, There is the issue of Eritrea. Uh, Eritrea also, uh, the the, the president of Eritrea also at some point showed interest to mediate before the outbreak of the war between political forces, including the differences between uh, the civilian um, political actors and the army as well as RSF. It seems that Khartoum uh, declined uh, the uh, invitation, the the interest from uh, Asmara. Uh, in uh, after uh, 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 Isaias showed this interest and got not uh, uh, accepted on this, he invited um, the RSF commander to uh, Asmara. The details of what they discussed and what they talked about the issues in Sudan is mm. not yet clear. But it seems like uh, it seems uh, that Asmara is behind um, behind Dagalo's um, position. I am raising this issue for, for a reason. Because Western Tigray, uh, in addition to Al-Fashaga, Western Tigray has a border with Sudan again, uh, because Sudan has a very long border with Ethiopia. So Western Sudan, uh, Western um, um, uh, Tigray is still uh, partly under the control of Eritrea. Uh, Amara forces are also operating in the Western Tigray uh, region. Amara is—Eritrea is not out of Ethiopia yet. So um, Eritrea, too, has a leverage. Now, in relation to the experience between Addis Ababa and Khartoum, um the leverage of, uh, at, at this hour is not very much strong. The only leverage it has is that it has ended the war in the North, and it is at a more stable position than it was two years ago. And in this regard, uh, it, it may have some ability to bring together uh, the two forces, not alone, but with mm. the um, support of international forces like United States. Uh, Remember uh, that that uh, in the uh, negotiation between the Tigray Liberation Front in northern Ethiopia, and Addis Abba, the United States government was a key player. So, Itana, uh, I'm just going to. It Itana, make as 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 okay. you make a very
0: important point. A very important point. I want to bring in in uh, Aisha here. When it comes to leverage, Ethiopia doesn't have a huge amount, says Itana. That's giving other countries the ability to come in and to use their influence. What does Ethiopia need to become the key player once again, as it has been in the past? What, it's, what does it need to do?
1: Well, let me go back to uh, to Eritrea, because it's connected. Uh, first of all, the the, uh, the the mediation, the issue of mediation has been decided. I think it's it's been determined that uh, the uh, the mediation is going to take. Um, uh, the form of IGAD, it's, it's IGAD that is, is going to uh, to facilitate the uh, the mediation, and it's under of course the framework uh, of, and the leadership of the U.S. and Saudi Arabia. So if you take this is this has been confirmed from um, official sources in in Sudan from both uh, the Al-Burhan and Hamidji's uh, sides. And that that leaves us with why Eritrea and Ethiopia um, don't seem to have the the leverage. None of them, actually. Uh, Eritrea um, has showed some inclination to Hamiti, to rapid support forces, as your guest has pointed out. And also Eritrea has showed some inclination inclination towards uh, Russia. Uh, let's not forget that um, there has been a rapprochement between Moscow and, and Asmara, and there has been some talk about uh, Asmara might be offering Russia um, uh, the possibility of uh, for for uh, establishing uh, a naval. Um, Base uh, in, on, on the Red Sea, which is a red line for for Washington. So uh, this is amazing. I'm
0: just going to disturb you there. Sorry about this. Our third guest that we wanted to bring you earlier has actually, we've actually managed to get a hold of her. She's in Port Sudan. Uh, Dalia Momin is a political commentator. Uh, she's in the middle of trying to evacuate her family from Sudan. Uh, Dalia, just before we get into tonight's uh, topic, godspeed to you and i hope you can get your family out but just describe the situation just describe the situation that um you're seeing in front of you right now
3: um well i'm trying to utilize any all routes that i can take whether it's one of the evacuation slots or the the saudi operated ferries but it's proving a little bit difficult because um, for the saudi ferries we need a visa but to go to the whole process uh, center to get to get the visa and to apply it's proving to be quite problematic simply because of the large number of people trying to apply as well and the evacuation flight is just a matter of potluck if we'll get accepted to get on one of the flights or not right now i'm at the airport trying to see if i can get my immediate family on one of those flights
0: so, well, Dalia, thank you for joining us from such a, a, a troublesome situation as well. And I wish you luck uh, with it. Now, we are talking about Ethiopia. We're talking about its uh, potential leverage. Both our guests uh, in Doha and in Virginia have suggested that there isn't a huge amount of leverage uh, that Ethiopia has over uh, the situation in Sudan right now. Would you agree with that?
3: I think every single invested party in what's happening in Sudan has uh, has leverage over the two, over both the RSF and the Army. But the, the issue is, the question is, is it in the best interest of the people, of the Sudanese people? And at the same time, we do need this leverage. We do need, the, you know, the added pressure, the arm-twisting that will come from the players, the invested players. And the, there's also the, the other issues, like, let's say the state of Ethiopia, Ethiopia plays a part, and you'll have people who will say no. This is the, you know this goes against the best interests of Egypt and the army because the, Egypt, the Egyptian the Egypt and the army you know they they see eye to eye and then if you get the Egyptians involved then people will say no the R S F will not accept it so it's a very complicated matter it's not it's not black and white but, but at the same time for us to move forward for us to have to bring an end to this current conflict but all parties who are somehow invested in this country need to really apply. PRESSURE, PROPER PRESSURE ON BOTH THE RSF AND THE ARMY.
0: But, uh, Dali, do you think that uh, Ethiopia's role in particular uh, is useful right now? It has been in the past. It was only just in March, actually, where there was movement uh, in Doha from both sides, Sudan and Ethiopia, about uh, the border dispute. Uh, That's all gone out the window now. So where do you think uh, Ethiopia's usefulness comes in? Is it still that kind of player? Or, as our other guests have suggested, this is now much more about all of the regional players and there isn't one real power that can bring this conflict to an end
3: i mean ethiopia and sudan are very much intertwined i mean in terms of our our history and our relations and i think in the in the best interest of all countries in the surrounding area and those especially the ones that border sudan it is in everyone's best interest that this conflict is brought to an end and we'll just i guess when it comes to politics there's no clear cuts i mean I can't tell you this is the right way or that this is the wrong method. But at this moment in time, I just, I'll just keep repeating We just need to bring more pressure. You know, we need to push more, especially the international, uh, international arena, the players. They just have to really pressure both sides, whether it's the Saudis or the Ethiopians or the Egyptians or the Americans or the UN. Whatever entities out there that can have an influence on, on both Himithi and Burhan, it will be welcomed it's by me of all people. Because we can't continue like this. The, the devastation, the humanitarian aspect of this crisis will be tenfold, and then it will be, there will be a spillover, and no one wants that.
0: Let me bring in Aisha Albastri, who's joining us uh, from Doha. Aisha, you can hear it in Dahlia's voice. You can hear the panic, the stress. She's trying to get her family out of um, a, 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 out of Sudan. She's trying her hardest to be able to do that. Oftentimes, we forget about the human side of this when we're talking about potential negotiations or potential leverage, but here you have somebody, uh, uh, somebody who's a crucial political commentator within the country telling us, this needs to come to an, an end now. But um- the these, these talks—they're not happening right now, are they? That's the problem.
1: Well, uh, I, I mean, the, fir- the, the first—the fact that uh, both parties have agreed to go to uh, most probably to Jeddah. Uh, to, to discuss, to go back to negotiation and, and discuss the, the, the issue, it's a good sign. The other, uh, the other issue is, is Ethiopia's leverage, as, as we discussed. Ethiopia has two points that go against it. First of all, uh, I think it lacks credibility uh, when it comes about uh, the African solutions to African problems because the solution it, um, it, it chose to, to settle the uh, the the the, uh, the conflict with uh, Tigray. Was a military. So, what kind of message uh, uh, Abi would 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 be, uh, you know, sending into the world when when he's talking about a peaceful settlement when himself chose to uh, to to uh, to fight the the uh, the the opponent. The second factor. Aisha,
0: Aisha, sorry, we are running out of time, and I do want to come to our other guests as well very quickly. Etana, um, the talks are going to happen. Both sides have actually agreed to that. The location, the format, uh, the timings, all of that is in. in needs to be negotiated. Are you hopeful that these talks will bring conflict to an end quickly?
2: Um, I hope so, but hope um, um, should be related to what is going on on the ground. And let me bring in one international issue—the uh, role of China and Russia, especially when uh, such conflict is, um, um, is brought to the table in the United Nations. Uh, during the Tigray War, Russia and China were consistently um, uh, standing behind Addis dis position, and uh, pushing back the Western uh, efforts to end the conflict in Ethiopia, the end product of that kind of dynamic was African Union was empowered because China repeatedly uh, proposed that this is Ethiopia's internal issue and no one uh, needs to get in. Sorry, Tana, we are are running out of time.
0: We are running out of time, and I do want to come back to Adalia. Adalia, you've heard what our guests have said, uh, that there are several aspects to this conflict. With all those players, with all these people, do you think any kind of negotiation, any peace talks, are going to help you and bring this situation to an end quickly?
3: I think this conflict can be brought to an end quickly. I'm assuming that's the question you ask. But it depends on those, you know, the outside parties. is, Is it in their best interest that it's brought to an end? It comes down to that and if it is how do they play out both sides so you can appease both sides because neither of these two guys want to lose or want to come out, but you know not the victor so how do you appease both sides and how do you make sure that this appeasement is for the best for the country and for its people and that's the conundrum and i think it's a very hard equation it's a very hard factor that no one can really work out because they played them off of each other for so long it's now reached a point where who's going to come out who's going to emerge victorious so to speak
0: uh Dalia, i want to thank you for joining us under such extreme uh, circumstances and i also want to thank Aisha Al Basri and itana dinka this episode was produced by Mohamed Alaishi, Katia Lopez Hodia, Fungi Engwin, and Jimmy Getterhund. Studio sound was by Alvarado Gowlan and the program was edited by Ahmed Etfaga, Lynn Engwin, and Joe DeFrias. Be sure to subscribe to the Inside Story podcast to catch every episode. And thank you for listening. Tune in on Tuesday for our next episode.
1: This week on The Take, what will a new digital draft mean for Russian conscripts? The Take
3: by Al Jazeera. Find it wherever you get your podcasts.